4: OGL HD3 Philadelphia From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios Where relationships matter Always live on the free Odyssey app The revolution will be broadcast This is the next generation of talk Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT Rich Zioli
0: While the special counsel has concluded that Joe Biden has lost it I kid you not I kid you not. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. In saying that they are not going to charge Joe Biden for having classified documents, they render the following. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I kid you not. That is actually from the special counsel's report. You can't make this up. Today feels like a strange day. Supreme Court justices on the left are saying things that I agree with. And the special counsel just confirmed for the country that Biden has lost it. Reminds me of that scene in Miracle on 34th Street when they determine that he is Santa Claus because the United States Postal Service delivers all the mail. The judge says, hey, it's good enough for the U.S. government. It's good enough for me. Special counsel just confirmed what we all know. Biden's lost it. Unbelievable. 855-839-1210, but two standards of justice, of course. Biden not charged. Trump charged. Democrat privilege. Here to talk about the Supreme Court case today, all of this. Zach Smith joins me, legal fellow and manager of the Supreme Court and Appellate Advocacy Program in the Heritage, Heritage Foundation's Edwin R. Meese Center. Zach, thanks for coming, uh, for coming back on the show. I appreciate it.
1: No, of course. Thanks for having me on. Always
0: uh, great to chat with you. Before I get into the Supreme Court stuff, any thoughts on the special counsel's conclusion on Biden and the classified documents?
1: Look, I haven't had a chance to do a deep dive into it yet, but I think certainly, you know, the excuse that Joe Biden made when this story first broke, uh, that his garage, where he kept many of these documents, was the same place he kept his Corvette, (laughs) certainly uh, fell short of a... uh, you know, protecting those documents vigorously. And I think, look, at the end of the day, it really does lead to a question of why Donald Trump is essentially being prosecuted uh, for mishandling classified documents or documents marked classified uh, when Joe Biden and other top government officials uh, have admitted to doing essentially the same thing uh, without themselves being prosecuted.
0: Yeah, Trump's facing, what, 20 years behind bars for exactly the same thing. And Biden, they go, he's a He's a kind old man who's lost his marbles so no, no don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, I mean look, it, you know, you mentioned it and we've talked about it before the double standard of justice that appears to be, you know, pervasive in our country right now particularly in terms of prosecutions, but particularly under the Biden Justice Department. You know, I can give you a lot of examples. If you look at the, you know, uh, pro-life individuals that are being prosecuted criminally, where, you know, hardened criminals are not being prosecuted by the Biden Justice Department or transgendered activists and others are not being prosecuted for a variety of their own crimes. I think it quickly becomes apparent uh, that this unfortunately is a Justice Department under Merrick Garland uh, that has not come close to living up uh, to his pledge of impartially applying the law.
0: Zach, let's agree with you 100%, by the way. Let's turn to the Supreme Court today. I listened to the entire oral arguments because uh, I'm a nerd, and I, I, was, <laughs> uh, I, I was amazed by some of the comments that were made by the liberal justices on the court. But I want to begin with Brett Kavanaugh because I think, I think Brett Kavanaugh really, in my, in my opinion, answered the question that I've been saying for quite some time now, which is, you know, how can a state make this determination... When there is a federal statute of insurrection and Donald Trump has not been found guilty of that. So then, then if there's a federal law on that passed by Congress, how does a state then get to make that determination when there has not been a federal charge in a federal trial?
1: Right. Right. No, look, it's a great question. I think that's a very important point. And not only has not Donald Trump not been charged with insurrection, but keep in mind, he was actually acquitted of that. That was one of the charges of his second impeachment trial. Uh, and the Senate, acting as a you know jury, essentially, in that instance, actually acquitted him of that conduct. And so now you're in the very bizarre position where he's essentially being removed from the ballot for conduct that he's never been criminally charged for and for conduct that he's actually been acquitted of by the Senate during the second impeachment trial. And so I think that's absolutely a valid a uh, point that Justice Kavanaugh and others have made as well, uh, but look, it just highlights really the the absurdity and the you know unmoored from the text of the Constitution legal basis uh, that the Colorado Supreme Court used to essentially remove Donald Trump from the ballot in that state.
0: Let me ask you, Zach, did that come up at all with the Supreme Court today? Did they bring up the acquittal by the Senate as 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 you just mentioned?
1: Well, you know, I listened to uh, a lot of the argument. I did miss bits and pieces. But look, you know, I think, you know, what surprised me personally, Rich, was, you know, not only the familiarities and the justices all had with the record, as they should, but really the aggressive questioning of Colorado's lawyers uh, by the liberal justices. uh, Elena Kagan, even Kutanji Brown-Jackson, seemed to be not sympathetic uh, to Colorado's position that the Colorado uh, Secretary of State did unilaterally decide to remove Donald Trump uh, from the ballot, and so when you've lost Kentonji Brown Jackson in one of these cases, you know that certainly doesn't bode well uh, for you know the outcome if you're Colorado.
0: No, I think you also lost Kagan too. I mean, Kagan's point about uh, why one state should decide who gets to be President of the United States, I thought was a great point, and I and I think she she doubled down on that point of saying. You know, how come one state gets to decide this for the rest of the country?
1: Well, and I think it's even more than that in some ways, Rich. This really didn't get teased out at the argument too much. But, you know, if you take the logic of the Colorado Supreme Court's decision to its logical conclusion, you end up with results like what happened in Maine, where the Maine Secretary of State unilaterally decided to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. There was no court decision in that case. The Maine Secretary of State just said, I'm going to do it. And what's really troubling is that, under the logic of the Colorado Supreme Court, not only uh, could a Secretary of State, a statewide official, do that, really any local elected official could try to do that as well. And I think that would obviously lead to absurd results, it would lead to very bad results. Uh, For us as a country, and I think it's something that all of us uh, should be concerned about.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, the other point, too, and and Zach, I'm grateful that I have you here today, is the question of the ambiguity of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So, again, to go back to Ketanji Brown-Jackson, who said, you know, if there's ambiguity here, don't you have to don't you got to go on the side of democracy?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's a point. You know, there's very real no debates over whether the president qualifies as an officer of the United States. That came out at the oral argument today. Uh, there's a question of whether the president qualifies as an office of the United States uh, for purposes of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, and depending on those answers, really could depend on the outcome of the case. You know, one of the things that a lot of people have been talking about is whether there are any options that the justices can use to resolve this case uh, in as close to a unanimous posture as, as they can. And so I think if, you know, the court decides that the president uh, is not an officer of the United States, and there are some very compelling reasons for why that is not the case, uh, then, you know, the court could potentially resolve it on that grounds. And it seems like many justices, including even the liberal justices uh, like Kampanji Brown Jackson, who made this point today, might be willing to go along with, with that type of decision.
0: Is that better for Trump than if they go with the idea that, hey, look, he hasn't been charged and convicted on the federal level? Because, you know, my concern is that the special prosecutor, Jack Smith, no relation to you, Zach Smith. That's uh, right. And I want to make that point very clear. Uh, that 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 guy is, 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 is so hell bent on getting Trump that I could see him adding charges of, you know, giving aid and comfort to those who've committed an insurrection or something like that. You know, oh, well, if 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 the court goes in that direction and says, well, Trump has not been found guilty of that on the federal level, the special counsel throwing right. those charges on it. So is it better for Trump then if the court just comes back and says the president is not included in, in Section three?
1: Yes and no, in some ways. And I'll put in a shameless plug here, Rich. There's actually a phenomenal panel at the Heritage Foundation yesterday uh, with a variety of scholars and lawyers discussing this case. And one of the things they discussed is, you know, these off-ramps and the potential outcomes. And uh, Josh Blackman, who's a law professor who's written extensively on this point, Uh, Patrick Strawbridge, who's an experienced Supreme Court advocate, Constable McCarthy, both basically said there is a real chance that the Supreme Court, if they try to reach a very narrow decision, so that they get unanimity or as near to that as possible, that this could simply be kicking the can down the road. You know, keep in mind, Rich, there's also an issue that many of these challenges to the ballot placement are taking place in the context of primary elections, which even though they're administered by the state, really are partisan affairs. And so you could say, well, the state can't really intervene in these primaries. We'll kick the can down the road to the general election. That's a different situation. So, I don't think you'll see the court taking that you know kind of uh, broad of a take that kick the can down the road by just you know a few months at most, uh, but you could certainly see them trying to to resolve it on this officer ground uh and hope that the you know further charges aren't filed by Jack Smith and others and try to reach a unanimous uh decision
0: uh, based on your thinking on this is do you think this is going to be a unanimous decision i don't I don't really know much about what Sotomayor was. Saying today, I might, I might have tuned out. She's so cranky, and you know, it, it's, it's so obvious she doesn't want to be there anymore. It was kind of depressing to listen to her. Well, I've always found
1: it a little depressing to listen to her, Rich, because <laughs> she's so wrong on the law so right. often. uh But look, you know, I was a little skeptical uh, before the oral arguments today whether this would be a nine-zero decision, whether it be you know 8-1, 7-2 I do think the majority of the justices are certainly not sympathetic uh, to Colorado's case. After listening to the oral arguments, you know, I'm hesitant to make any definitive predictions, but I certainly think the likelihood that you get a a unanimous decision or maybe an 8-1 decision, uh, something along those lines, is much, much higher today uh, than it was yesterday at the same time before the oral argument.
0: I agree with you, Zach. And and the last question I have for you before I let you go is, is this idea now if the court comes back and says to colorado you know go go scratch here you you can't do this uh, what if what if states turn around and say we're you know we're, we're gonna do it anyway we're gonna keep trump off the ballot regardless we we i mean that was a point that justice amy coney barrett made today and there wasn't I, I i was nervous when i heard her raise that hypothetical i mean what what if the the states just on their own say you know forget you supreme court we're not putting him on the ballot what happens then
1: Yeah, look, we're in uncharted territory, Rich. Uh, you know, certainly I think that would not be a good thing for us as a country, not healthy for us as a republic, as a democracy. There would have to be another basis, though, for states to do that. Maybe they would try to shoehorn some provision of state law, uh, to make that happen, a different constitutional provision, perhaps. But then I suspect what would happen is you begin this whole litigation process all over again. You know, don't forget, this is also taking place against the backdrop of the uh, D.C. Circuit's decision that Donald Trump did not have immunity from uh, prosecution for actions he took while uh, president, uh, which itself is very problematic in a lot of ways. So we'll just have to wait and see uh, what the courts do.
0: All right, Zach, I appreciate it, my friend. Zach Smith, Heritage Foundation. Thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Take care. And. Don't go to break, Henry, just yet. I don't know if you were going to do break. Were you going to go to break? Henry? Henry?
5: Not necessarily, no. Sorry. I was listening to Biden speaking right now. I was seeing if he was sending anything. Oh, oh, oh. Ridiculous. You're monitoring that? Thank yeah. you. Okay, great.
0: Uh, oh, he's, yeah. Can we pot it up real quick? Can we jump into that? A
6: five hour in person interview over the two days of October the 9th, 8th, and 9th last year, even though Israel had just been attacked by Hamas on the 7th. I was in the middle of handling an international crisis, but I was especially pleased to see the special counsel make clear the stark differences between this case and Donald Trump, as the special counsel wrote, and I quote: "Several material distinctions between Mr. Trump's case and Mr. Biden's are clear." And by the way, this is the Republican counsel. Most notably. After given multiple chances, this is the continuation of the quote, he returned classified documents and avoided to avoid and avoided prosecution. Mr. Trump allegedly did the opposite. This is continuing quote. According to the indictment, he has not only refused to return documents for many months, he also obstructed justice by enlisting others to destroy evidence and then lie about it. In contrast, Mr. Biden turned in classified documents to the National Archives, the Department of Justice, consented to a search of multiple locations, including his homes, and sat for a voluntary interview, and in other ways, cooperated with the investigation. That's the distinction, among others. Bottom line is the special counsel, in my case, decided against moving forward with any charges. And this matter is now closed
0: because Joe Biden's a Democrat. It's Democrat privilege.
6: I'll continue to do what I've always done. Stay focused on my job like you do of my job of being president. That means going to work with all of you every single day. I can thank you for being great partners. Just this week, House Democrats showed how united you are.
0: All right. Uh, thank you. So thank you. Thank you. My... Appreciate it. Uh, according to Robert Hurr's report. Biden's ghostwriter deleted audio recordings after the special counsel was appointed, yet her declined to charge him with obstruction, her H-U-R. That's the name of the of the prosecutor. Reminder that two Mar-a-Lago employees were charged with charged along with Trump for moving boxes of documents. The the, the big takeaway here is that the United States of America has just basically come out and concluded that Joe Biden is an old man who's lost his marbles. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line here. That's the bottom line. And I want to share this with you. I want to read you exactly what they said. Quote, and this is their reason for not charging him, basically. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. A sympathetic elderly man with a pure mem- poor memory. That's the United States government determining what we all know. Biden has lost his marbles and he's hiding his own Easter eggs. That's what we know. And that's what the U.S. government has concluded officially, much like how they declared Santa Claus was Santa Claus because of all the mail the United States Postal Service received. Look, this is outrageous, not surprising, two-tier system of justice. We talk about it all the time and it's infuriating. Trump is facing 20 years in prison. Biden was vice president when he had these documents. There's a clear obstruction of justice that occurred. Democrat privilege, it's just infuriating. And it's part of the reason why we've all just had it with this attorney general and this weaponized Department of Justice. No question about it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We got a lot to chat about. I want to say about NJ Diet. NJ Diet is fantastic. They will help you lose weight. You know what? You know what today is? Today's a very important day. It's Thursday, February 8th, which means the start of spring is exactly 40 days away from today. 40 days. Do you know what else can happen in 40 days? You can lose 20 to 40 plus pounds with the help of NJ Diet. You will be slimmer for the spring since it only takes 40 days to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds, contractually guaranteed. Their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat burning zone. Then NJ Diet, uses your DNA info to help you keep the weight off. You are fully supervised the entire time to make sure you are burning fat and not just losing water. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. So call eight five 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 5 nj diet 855 nj diet or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. Get ready for spring with NJDiet.com. You can do this and they can help.
4: The only Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
0: Hey, I got a question for you guys. As in my producers, Matt The Sink, The Traitorous, and Henry Machette. I got to come up with my dates for Kate May for our live broadcast next year. I got some dates here. Okay. Uh, what do you think is better, April 26th or May 3rd?
2: Uh, April 26th is a Friday. May 3rd is a Friday. They're all they're all Fridays. All the yeah, shows on. are on Fridays. Uh, sometimes we We're, do Thursdays. No, when no, has no, it no, ever no. been a Thursday? I just we did one Thursday. You're tripping. Uh, Maybe the 3rd, because Cinco de Mayo is right around the corner. That's an excuse to drink. Ooh. That is a good weekend to get down on the shore.
0: Yeah, you think so? All yeah, right, I like, I like that. I like all that. right, so Cinco de Mayo. So we'll do May 3rd. All right, I'm just writing back now. It's not, not the kind of thing I'm supposed <laughs> to do on the air, but... It's okay.
8: good content, whatever.
0: Um, all right, then. The, then they have a, a June date they were thinking, June twenty eighth, right before July fourth. What do you think? That's pretty good. Or is it? Or June twenty first is better because maybe more people will be around. I don't know. Probably the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth, right? We want the, yeah, we went the Fourth of July action. Yeah, but then the next day, I think I'm leaving to go up to Tupper Lake. That's okay. I can get back from Cape May and then go up to Tupper Lake. All right. So we're going to say the twenty eighth. All right, then. They were thinking uh, September, September 6th, right after Labor Day, October 11th, and then on November 8th, which is, uh, or November 15th, they have a Marlin and Tuna Club banquet, and then we got to do a Christmas show. Don't you think we got to do a Christmas show, Uh, December? I mean, the Christmas show we just did was great, wasn't it? It was a lot of fun. Santa even showed up. Santa was there my it's, a man it's this busy time of year and he still made time to come see us he still found time to come and see us although i'll be honest I, it's seven months out i yeah I, I can't pick a date that far in advance it's it's not easy right no i know but we're going to be at the republican national convention matt we, we're going to that um which is around the i think the 12th right of
2: july uh the rnc convention date is i think the 15th to the 18th
0: yeah so then do we want to do the 12th or do we want to do the 26th of july uh but then the other one's kind of closest i think we do the 26th and it's a month apart from the from the uh the show that we decided in in june right that works for me gotta do 10 11 all right i don't know we're not good. i don't know if i can fit all this in i don't know if we're gonna have enough time <laughs> i don't know if we're gonna have enough time uh, Chris is in Malvern. He wanted to weigh in on uh, the uh, elderly old man with a bad memory. Chris, how are you, sir? Well,
9: wait a minute. I forgot what I was going to talk. No.
0: Um, Rich.
9: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am a fan of uh, the one of the two greatest documents ever written is the Constitution. I'm just curious. At the time when these when these documents were near, and I have to preface it by saying I hate when they say Corvette because I love Corvettes. I have a couple. I collect them and they 're beautiful. They are uh, uh, just destroying the name Corvette with these documents he was He was vice President when he had these documents. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State, had all of those classified documents on her server at her house. what president president trump? is the only one the president is the executive has the authority to deal and handle with those, those, um, documents. Why don't they bring up that Biden was vice president when he had all these?
0: They should, they should absolutely bring that up. That's, yes. Go ahead. That is,
9: that, that, I'm sorry, Rich. I just, that is worse than any of these other stuff. His intention what, are, what do intentions have to do with anything? He, he broke the law. The law and the Constitution is there for a reason. And, and they're trying to uh, show you a shiny uh, object to say, hey, look at this. His intention, he's an old man. His intention was really not, not nefarious. Are you kidding me?
0: Trump just came out, by the way, Chris, a moment ago and said he'd, he's demanding that the deranged special counsel, Jack Smith, immediately drop charges against him. In the classified documents case after they decided not to charge joe biden he's exactly right i mean what what how can you charge biden or trump and not charge biden is it, how 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 can you do one and not the other
9: i can't wait for this spin
0: yeah i agree with you chris well done sir this is uh great i appreciate your help thank you very much um pat is in reading pat go ahead how are you
5: hey rich great uh so i read this this document today and uh just a quick thing if you get to the end of the summary it's like four sections where they uh described each of the four things they were really looking into him for there's a little summary at the each event every section and it's it's just it's amazing it seems like a first-year law student wrote it like yes everything that we talked about in this section he did it and he did it willfully but you know You know, a jury would probably not find him guilty. It's not their job to wonder if a jury is going to find him guilty or not. It's their job to look at the evidence and and everything they said there should be charges for. The other thing about the uh, person, his ghostwriter, who destroyed the tapes, it specifically says they requested the tapes, he destroyed them, and then... The FBI came to him and they had to take his computer and they found most of the information on there. What how is that different? I mean, that's 10 times worse than some guys moving boxes at Mar-a-Lago. I mean, this is ridiculous. The little summary sections at the end of each one are if every anyone can read it. It's not a very long document, but you've got to read those sections there. I swear to God, it looks like a first year law student wrote it
0: because a first year law student probably did. You know what I mean, Pat? They yeah. probably did. And and, and and they wrote this in such a way, of course, a, a a way that's almost like a giant F.U. It's a giant F.U. Biden did all these things, but we're not charging him and we're charging Trump. And you got to just live with it because that's the United States of America in this day and age. That's exactly what I thought. Every little
5: summary section at the end of those four sections was almost like, here you go, Trump, right in your face. You know, like they truly did it. I mean, they just blatantly... Said a big F you to everybody who who cherishes the law, and it's ridiculous. That's all I had to say.
0: Well, you said it. You said it well, my man. Thank you very much for it. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. This is the uh, big story of the day today. Brought to you by our friend Dr. Mike Veneria, VenariaDental.com, dot V A N A R I A, VenariaDental.com. dot uh, com. There is a lot in, in this, and I know Matt DeSantis is grilling the, uh, going over the report right now in detail, so that we can figure out. Nice shirt, by the way. I like that Zeoli army is that our new producer
5: yeah this is kirk
0: hello kirk how are you buddy kirk just walked into the producer's studio this is one of those rare days i'm actually in studio and uh he's got a Zoli army shirt on nice Thanks. to meet you whitewater the merch so welcome aboard
8: what's that i said welcome aboard thank you so much i appreciate it glad to be hey, here
0: it's great great to have you and uh where are you from jersey Jer- jersey <laughs> hamilton hamilton new yeah. jersey that's yep. a g- great pizza in hamilton
8: yes all over all over
0: tomato pies the the real mm-hmm. deal the
8: real deal yep yeah. loren uh de lorenzo's uh i can't remember <laughs> No, they that's a, i don't want to put you head. on the spot no it's all right
0: i mean the, the original de lorenzo's though in chambersburg trenton that was that's a real it. deal that's
8: oh yeah well now chambersburg's kind of went to that went to hell yeah yeah more ways than one <laughs> yeah, so it's that. kirk
0: not kurt right k-i-r-k well, yeah
8: i answered both i answered it you do answer so. to both yep all right good yep
0: I call these guys a lot of bad names. Do you answer I've, those? I've heard,
8: yeah. yeah, I've heard over the... I've been listening to your show for a while. So, yeah, but it's uh, uh, De Sanctimo, Not Sanctimonious, uh, COVID note... Well, there's
0: Matt De Sancti, the traitorous. Um, <laughs> do we, have to, we don't have to name them all. <laughs> there's Henry VIII Vacation over there. He's not always around. So, well, Kirk, good to have you join us. Thanks. We're happy to have you around. Likewise. And uh, I think Glad it's very here. smart to come in on day one when the host is here wearing a Zeoli Army shirt. You're a very smart guy. Thanks. These two don't even have Zeoli Army shirts uh-oh matt burned his effigy and henry sold it on ebay <laughs> True. Your story no joke
8: no joke yeah i'm glad to be here it's been i've been here almost to be in a couple days be about a month
0: about a month is that a how month. long it's been since i've been in the studio and i'm kidding i've been here three days this week <laughs> all right kirk thank you buddy right, appreciate you it, buddy. it welcome aboard thanks a lot uh 855-839-1210 so matt's going to look through the report for us for some key um highlights but in the meantime I just, you know, this the the Supreme Court case today, I don't want to get away from that fact because of what Biden, you know, what they're not charging Biden with, because really at the heart of this today, it was a good day for the United States Constitution. It was a good day for Trump and a really, really bad day for the state of Colorado. And I want to emphasize that to you. I cannot emphasize that enough. Here is Justice Neil Gorsuch questioning Jason Murray, the attorney for the group of Colorado voters that sued to try to keep Trump off the ballot. I love Gorsuch. I do. He's he. He and Alito and Thomas are my three favorite justices. I it's like picking between my children. I love them all in different ways, but I I love Gorsuch. His um he doesn't take any BS, and he's a smart guy, and he's a textualist, and he's also I'd say w- one of the more uh, libertarian-minded when it comes to criminal justice matters, which we need in this day and age, because we have a government hell-bent on prosecuting everybody. So I'm grateful he's there also for that reason. You know, I told you back in 2006, I said, you got to vote for Trump. I, I I was begging people, please, I don't care. if There were a lot of Ted Cruz supporters back then who were angry. I said, please, you got to just do it because you don't want Hillary Clinton appointing justices to the Supreme Court. And it, everything matters. It all matters. And Thank God we got Gorsuch on the, on the court along with Kavanaugh and along with Amy Coney Barrett. But remember something, you know, some idiot today accused me of voting for Biden. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, I did. In Jersey, I voted for Biden and it flipped the whole state blue. The same thing I said in 2020 that I begged people, please, you got to vote for Trump. We, there's going to be another Supreme Court vacancy. And sure enough, there was. And we got Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Now, I'm not a fan. Except for what she said today in the argument when she brought up the fact that, yeah, you know, in the absence of knowing for sure if the president is listed in the 14th Amendment, Section 3, you got to go on the side of democracy. And she's spot on about that point. But my three favorites are still Alito, uh, Thomas and, uh, and Gorsuch. They're my three faves. Anyway, uh, here's Gorsuch. Cut one.
2: It, it operates. You say that there's no, no legislation necessary. I thought that was the whole theory of your case. And no procedure, necessary. it happens automatically. Well, certainly you need a procedure in order to have any remedy to enforce the disqualification, which I under, is understand. That's a whole separate question. That's the de facto doctrine. It doesn't work here. Okay, put that aside. He's disqualified from the moment. Self-executing. Done. And I would think that a person who would... Receive a direction from that person, the president, former president. In your view, would be free to act as he or she wishes without regard to that individual.
10: I don't think so because I think again the de facto Why? officer doctrine would nevertheless come into play to say this
2: is the no de facto that w- that doesn't work, Mr. Murray, because de facto officer is to ratify the conduct that's done afterwards and, and and insulate it from judicial review. Put that aside. I'm not going to say it again. Put it aside. Okay. I think Justice Lee is asking a very different question, a more pointed one, and more difficult one for you, I understand, but I think it deserves an answer. On your theory, would anything compel a, a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president?
10: I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was, you know, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to the no, office, but no,
2: nevertheless they were put no, into that no, office. No, no, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, okay? I'm, please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it, okay? Well, Not,
10: the, the point I'm trying to
2: make is He's that- disqualified from the moment he committed an insurrection. Whoever it is, whichever party, it, that, that happens. Boom. It happened. What would compel, and I'm not going to say it again, so just try and answer the question. If you don't have an answer, fair enough, we'll move on. What would compel a lower official to obey an order from that individual?
10: Because ultimately, we have we have statutes and rules requiring chains of command. The person is in the office. And even if they don't have the authority to hold the office, the only way to get someone out of the office of the presidency is impeachment. And so I think if you interpreted Section 3 in light of other provisions in the Constitution, like impeachment, while they hold office, impeachment's the only way to validate that they don't have the ability to hold that office and should be removed.
0: You know what Gorsuch is really saying here, right? What he's really saying is that if you if you have a state that turns around and says the president's ineligible and that president wins. What happens? I mean, let's say let's say hypothetically Colorado says he's ineligible, but Trump still wins the presidency. That I mean, let's assume for the moment the Supreme Court says, sure, Colorado can keep him off the ballot. And let's say other blue states keep him off the ballot, but he still wins. And Gorsuch's point here is then what happens? And the attorney in Colorado concedes. That you still have to listen to that president because he's still the president. See, and this is the problem with letting a state make this determination. This is why it can't be a state that makes the determination that a president is ineligible to be president. Because then you have the problem of if that person still wins, he's president. And now you've decided he's ineligible to be president, but the attorney's conceding. But now everybody still has to follow him and listen to him. Think about that. So then what happens if, say, the president gives the, uh, the order to launch nukes? You know, we're, we're, we're about to go to war and the president says, launch nukes. And uh, the general at the Pentagon turns around and goes, "Now, nah, because you're, you're not eligible to be president because Colorado said you're not. Because you're guilty of an insurrection. So I'm not, I'm not obeying that order. And the attorney concedes he'd have to because it's a chain of command. It's, and, and then once he's in, he's in. But the danger of allowing a blue state to make the determination that this guy is ineligible. To be president is, a guy could still win. And he's president. And that's why it's, it's nuts to think that one state can make it a determination of somebody's eligibility to, to hold the office of president based on the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. It's absurd because then the person gets in there and now, now you've got half the country thinking you've got a president who is ineligible, but the president still has all the powers of the presidency. So obviously you cannot allow that system to occur because what will it lead to? I mean, at it it, 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 worst case, it could lead to a, a potential secession of, of states from the union where they turn around and say, well, we don't believe that that person in Washington is really the president. So we're going to have our own our own president. I mean, it, it'd be chaos and madness, but the attorney concedes, "Nope, he's still president, regardless of the fact. And, you know, that that point by Gorsuch, it's a subtle point, but it's important to note all these blue states could block Trump from the ballot. Trump could still win. You know, as long as the seven states that matter don't block him—Pennsylvania and North Carolina and Arizona and and Ohio, Nevada—I mean, as long as those states don't block him, Trump would still win. You know, if California blocks Trump or Hawaii blocks Trump, or I mean, is it does it matter that much? Constitutionally, it does, but in terms of winning, probably not. Like if New Jersey blocks Trump, who cares? He's not going to win New Jersey. I really don't think it's it's even worth the fight. Focus on the seven states you need, and you win. So if he wins all those states and he's president, but now you've got half the country that said he's ineligible, you see how this is, it can't work, you you can't have it work that way. This is exactly what happened that led it to the Civil War, where you turned around and you had states saying, that guy Lincoln, we don't recognize him as president. We don't recognize him as president and we're leaving the union. So uh, it's madness and absurdity to think that one state can make that determination, or several states can. You have to have a process. There has to be a process. You don't just get to go. This is the point about self executing. Well, he committed an insurrection because we said he did, and therefore he's ineligible. We've decided. Boom, that's the end of it. It would be utter chaos. And by the way, Democrats, if Republicans did that to you, you'd say exactly what I'm saying. If red states turned around and said Biden's guilty of an insurrection, self evident because he's allowed the border to be wide open, wide open, and then. And then they took him off the ballot. And there was no actual process for that because they just said it's obvious. It's self-evident. And then your guy lost because maybe Pennsylvania decided to keep him off the ballot because Pennsylvania, the, the the Republican legislature or the governor, whatever, kept him off the ballot. Who knows? You'd be screaming to high heaven. They don't have the right. There was no process, blah, blah, blah. That's why all these people arguing, well, it was an insurrection. Well, how do you know? Because I saw it. It. it that's not how we do things we don't just go oh i saw it on i saw it on tv therefore it happened therefore it is and therefore it's self-executing that would be madness madness for the republic and that's gorsuch's point right there uh no question about it all right, 855-839-1210 on twitter at rich zioli Irwin is in burlington Irwin, how are you
3: hi um you know the judge j michael ludic uh disagrees with you uh, completely rich but uh, but i digress the reason who, Trump who, what, is being what, what judge are you talking about J. Michael Ludig, the revered conservative judge okay well completely I, don't disagrees him being supreme, with you.
0: I don't remember him being a supreme court justice who uh, well, argued today okay
3: so. okay well you know he's a conservative judge everybody sure was like uh, but listen every
0: I'm, everybody's entitled to their opinion i'm talking about what the the conservative judges on the supreme court and even the liberal ones said today
3: Okay, but I digress on um, the reason Trump is being charged for the um holding on to the classified documents, and Biden is not because Trump obstructed time and time again, and you know it, rich. he obstructed and that's the obstructed
0: difference.
3: how Oh, he wouldn't give him up you know it what, what do you
0: mean he wouldn't give him up wouldn't give him up. Give him up
3: to After who? the raid before the raid that he wouldn't give him up. And they kept finding more. And, uh, and that's the reason And what? you know it, Rich. What do you mean? He uh,
0: Stop with the You know it. What do you mean? He wouldn't give him up.
3: Wouldn't you wouldn't give him back?
0: Give him back to who?
3: The, uh, those who were trying to get him back from him. Who? Who? You, you know who? Stop. On, stop Rich. with the, you don't, know, don't, no, no, don't, don't play. play the, don't
0: don't play that don't game. Play when you sound, here. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Stop with the guy. Yeah, I know what you're doing. You're trying to sound smarter than me. So stop doing it. Who?
3: No, would we'll never who he, that.
0: Who was he supposed to give the documents back to?
3: Those who were the records, um, the records department, and everyone else. The records after department the ra- after the raid. Come on, he wouldn't give them back. The and records Richard, department. He- you don't think very much of your listeners. You know I'm right. You know that you're you're Can you back. stop with that, bite, please? I'm asking you. I'm, asking, like, I'm
0: politely asking you to please stop with the you know you, stuff. You, I really don't it like out. it. It's it's, it's Fig- fr- yeah, all right. You know what? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, listen, Migrate. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to give you one last chance. Cut the you know crap because it's annoying and it's pedantic and I don't like it. Stop with that. I don't play games with my audience. I tell them the truth. I tell them what I believe. So stop with this whole you know you know crap. I'm going to give you one more chance. Got it? Go
3: ahead. Go Come ahead. On, I told you, I already told you the records department in the government. And uh, you're talking and about the, the archivist of Unibus. the United
0: States of America, correct? Yeah. OK, no. yeah. The, ar- the archivist, the National Archives, he, yeah, the National yeah, the Archives, Archives, right? The
3: archivist and then the, the enforcement uh, who, who raided the House. And afterwards, who you wouldn't give them up. Inf- you would like, stone stop them it.
0: Stop. Who has the enforcement authority oh, of geez. the National Archives?
3: Oh. I, I okay, don't play gotcha. You know that he wouldn't give them up, and that's I, that. you
0: can't answer my question. Who yeah, was nah, it supposed play, to? Okay, I don't. Right, I don't right, play okay, Gotcha. I, I gotta. I gotta I, goodbye. You, you, you're you're just frustrating. Let, let me answer your question for you. So the National Archives says we want these records back. We we believe they belong to the United States of America. Trump says I believe they're my property. There is a process under the law. It's a civil matter where it goes before a judge, and the judge makes a determination after a hearing. The National Archives doesn't have police. The, National Ar- the Archivist of the United States of America doesn't have, doesn't have law enforcement powers. The Archivist of the United States of America says, we believe those belong to the United States of America. Trump disagrees. There's a process under the law. It's a civil matter, not a criminal matter. Where, where, where do FBI guys in, in vests with long guns and everything come into play? They don't. This idea of obstruction is incorrect. That's not accurate. Because when there's a dispute, and the law is very clear on this, when there's a dispute between what the archivist of the United States says is the United States property and what the president says is his personal property, there is a civil process, a civil matter before a judge should make that determination. Trump's attorneys were in contact with the archivist throughout the entire time. They raided mar lago to get the documents. I got a break. All right, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. This is the big story of the day today, though, brought to you by Dr. Mike Venaria. VenariaDental.com. V-A-N-A-R-I-A. VenariaDental.com. Get your beautiful smile with Dr. Mike. We're coming right back. Thanks
4: for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD and the Odyssey app.
0: I'm in real trouble here. Henry's mad at me. All right. Sorry. You're teaching Kirk bad bad lessons. So you can get mad at the host. <laughs> I'm not getting mad at you. I'm just telling you. You got to go
5: do a live read here. That's all.
0: <laughs> we have an abbreviated show tonight. That's the problem. We have basketball. So I'm not going to be on until 7. I'm only on to what, 6:20 or something. What time yeah, what like when am I off?
2: 25 something like 6:25. that.
0: 6:25. I hate these days when I have to get off early and then go start drinking <laughs> bourbon and smoking cigars at the Union League. Just the worst. You know, I hate those days. <laughs> well, what are we going to do, though? You know? Um, <clears throat> Matt DeSancta, Sanct- De helpfulness. Oh, thank you. You're being very helpful That's today. nice. Um, you pointed out Mr. Her's report includes a photograph of the open box where the FBI found classified Afghanistan documents in Mr. Biden's cluttered garage next to a ladder and old exercise equipment. It would be difficult to convince a jury after Mr. Biden left office that a, quote, former president well into his 80s was guilty of a felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Basically, what the special prosecutor here is saying is that biden's lost his freaking marbles we are what well, we already know the united states government has confirmed for us what we all know that biden has lost it uh and to that arrogant caller's point i just i hate that whole you know crap i really oh, burns me I, I i gotta tell you something in I'm, life, and i'm serious about this you know some jackass on twitter today accused me of being a fraud said i voted for biden i i i can't come on <laughs> the air I, Four hours a day, five days a week. I can't fake it. Wait, why did he think you voted for I Joe Biden? I have no Biden? idea. What? No idea. I voted for Biden. The hell would I want Biden to win for? But, I, you know, it's like a, a, he, he sends this stupid note on Twitter about how people think you play both sides. Both sides. I come on the air and I, I, I have a freaking like a, a flamethrower every day behind this microphone. Both sides. I have. I, I mean, I hammer both sides. I hammer Republicans and Democrats. My God.
5: Rich, you know, it just happened, right? What just happened? You got rage baited.
0: I did get rage baited. I did. And I fell for it again. Got to got to be wary of it. That's all. But I just I hate that. whole like You know, you know, you know, you know, like, like I'm gaslighting the audience. Now I know what gaslighting means. I can't come on the radio four hours a day, five days a week, most weeks, and then, not tomorrow, but, and fake it. I can't do that. I know that other hosts have, and we're all a little bit skittish because of what happened on this radio station many years ago in 2008. I get it, all right? And I know that we might need to take, but we're not even in the same studio as when that happened.
5: (laughs) The listeners might not know what you're referencing. I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: I'm talking about a certain morning host. His name rhymes with Merconish. (laughs) That could be anybody. You need to be more specific. It's uh, it's, Let me just, it it rhymes with Michael Merconish. (laughs) Endorsed Barack Obama in 2008. And the entire audience went, what? And he did it on Glenn Beck's radio show too, and he was filling in for Glenn Beck. I get that. I understand. We might be a little burned from that, but get over it. It was freaking, how many years ago? And I wasn't even on the radio back then, by the way. A, and B, that was up in Bala-Kinwood. We're now at 24th and Mar- Market in that horrible location in Center City. <laughs> kill to be back in Bala. <laughs> It'd be
7: nice to have the parking.
0: And, uh, you know, I think he did it because he was trying to get an MSNBC show. I know one thing is very confident. I will never get an MSNBC show. I'm telling you that right now. My hope is that I kill Jimmy Fallon and take his show one day. <laughs> but that's the best I can do. I can't I can't you can't fake this talk radio is about uh, reality and intimacy it's not you can't you can't pretend if frauds get found out very quickly in this business and now I've been on the air now for let's see 2010 so what 14 years 14 years if I was faking it you would figure it out by now I'm good but I'm not that good
2: Off-air, Rich is always telling Henry and uh, and me about how much he loves big government. It's so strange.
0: Off the air, I'm like, oh, please, more regulations. (laughs) Give me more reg. I hate this freedom and liberty I fight for for four hours a day, five days a week, most weeks. Nobody loves taxes more than Rich Zioli off-air. I pay more taxes than I'm (laughs) supposed to. I write the government a check and and the memo I put because I really love big government. keep it a secret and i went into my polling place where everybody knows who i am went in there and i said i'm voting for trump closed the curtain and went "Ooh, biden and hit the button i thought
2: you wrote in bernie sanders
0: actually i i wrote in um who was the other nut that ran um jill stein no the other nut marianne williamson the other nut i'm running out of crazy Uh, people we're talking Democrats, we talked the Democrat nut who ran. Oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, um, Eric Swalwell, it'll come to me. It'll come the guy who was all about the uh, like the free, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. No, I'm riding in this time though. Assad Hutchinson, it's <laughs> got a chance, it's got a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? All right, I'm gonna do, I'll do cherry hovab when I get back. I promise. I'm gonna do for right now, I'm gonna tell you no. about um, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I got to do it. You have to, I have to do it. Okay, fine. Cherry Hill Volvo. On Route 70 in Cherry Hill, my great friends over there. You know, I drive a Cherry Hill Vavo from Cherry Hill Vavo, as you know. They are our studio sponsor. We broadcast live from the Talk Radio 1210 WPHC studios, sponsored by Cherry Hill Vavo, and they have an incredible sale going on right now. They have the Vavo S60 Courtesy Vavo for less than $29,000. It's an incredible opportunity to experience luxury for less these are courtesy S60s with less than 5,000 miles on them. They are selling right now for less than $29,000. There are a limited number available, so don't wait on this one. Right now, Cherry Hill Volvo is undergoing a massive renovation to their dealership in order to serve you even better. They are open, have ample inventory, and they are ready to meet you today. So now is a great time to get the luxury vehicle you deserve, a VAVO from Cherry Hill Volvo. It's a great time to visit with many incredible incentives available. Again, hurry to Cherry Hill Volvo to get a courtesy S60 Vavo for less than $29,000. Cherry Hill Volvo is the most successful Vavo dealer to Philly in South Jersey right across the bridge. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team look forward to meeting you. At Cherry Hill Volvo, relationships matter. They prove this every single day. And I love my Volvo. And you'll love the S-Class. You know, they're made right here in America at their plant in South Carolina. It's American jobs. And there's no one who stands with us like Cherry Hill Volvo does. In this age of cancel culture, when all these lunatics are out there trying to get everybody shut down, Judah stepped up and said, I want the studio naming rights. That is something. So stand with her. The only Volvo dealership in our region to sponsor this radio station. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter.
4: Rich Scioli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app.